the heart of the River Kingdoms lies an old Pathfinder Lodge, once thought lost. A lodge shrouded in secrecy and mystery, driving many to believe that its goals are not that of exploration, but of more nefarious purposes. Recently, an unknown venture captain has reopened the lodge and recruited a new group of Pathfinder agents to do its bidding. Whether their goals are to benefit the society or something much more sinister is yet to be seen. Welcome to Tales from the Black Lodge. Hey everyone, welcome to Rule for Combat Tales from the Black Lodge. I'm your GM and host, Stephen Glicker, and in this week's episode, we start a brand new tale with our special guest star, Eric Mona, publisher of Paizo himself. And let me tell you, I've played a lot of Pathfinder, I've played a lot of adventures, and this might be one of my absolute favorites of all time. That's saying something. I've been playing for 40 plus something years, and this one is definitely up in the top five. That is how awesome Eric is at playing. So for those of your regular listeners, you know that this is a quest. This is Port Peril Pub Crawl. Very hard to say. That is only supposed to take one hour. And when I first said, hey, Eric, you want to play a game with us? It'll only take about an hour or so. He's like, sure. And how long did it take? It took four hours. It took four hours to play. Now, after I cut it and sort of take out silences and the ums and ahs, it's probably going to come out closer to three hours. So I'm expecting this to be three episodes in total. One of the reasons is that Eric Mona just goes on and on. And his character and his delivery is so damn funny that we are just all sitting there listening to him. I was editing this and I was surprised there are parts later in the episode where we're just listening to him talk because he is so damn funny with this character. I love this character. He's got a really cool backstory. He doesn't even tell you what it is. He does it only through playing. You find out more about him. And if you want to hear and see Eric Mona more, you can just go to our YouTube channel because we did another special adventure with Eric Mona with the same character for PaizoCon. That was actually quest number three. And that one also was a lot of fun. At that point, we actually knew more about Eric Mona's character, so we're able to like lean into it and sort of work off his character a bit more. But if you want to go in the right order, listen to this one first, and then go to quest number three, which is the Paizo special, which you can hear. There's a lot of ways to listen to it. I think it's on the Twitch channel. I think it's on my Twitch channel. If you go to the Roll for Combat Twitch channel, I know it's on the Roll for Combat YouTube channel. And we actually have video for that one, so you could check that out. But I will listen to this one first, because this is the first time the guys are level two. Eric Mona is playing a level one character who is ridiculously frail and weak to the point that one even I wouldn't even say a swift hit one hit and he goes down so that's fun and his background is just so bizarre I mean this is one of those things that we were talking about back in the day like when we were playing Dungeons and Dragons we never thought in a million years that we would ever play with anyone who was directly involved with D&D, or now in this case, Pathfinder. And over the years, when I went to Gen Con, I actually did get to play with some of the top people at Wizards of the Coast. And I've played with, well, pretty much everyone at Wizards of the Coast I've played with. I've played with Chris Perkins a lot of times. I've played with, well, just about everyone you can imagine who was there. And I've also now, in the last few years, gotten a chance to play with a lot of people at Paizo. But Eric Mona is special. Him and Jason Bowman, because they're hard to pin down. They're very, very busy. So even getting one game with these guys is a monumental task. And it's fascinating to see how the people who write the game, how they play the game. One thing that I used to talk about, which is kind of funny, is that when John Stats was at Blizzard Entertainment, and I used to go there and visit him a lot, and we used to play Warcraft 3 and World of Warcraft and other things with the developers, 
And I'll never forget that we used to get destroyed because their AI was so good that even though I was playing with the developers themselves, they weren't that good at the game. <laughs> they actually, when we would play Warcraft 3 and we would play the PvP, this is how it would go. We'd have three developers and me against four AI opponents and we got destroyed. And so then we made it four against three AI opponents. And we got destroyed again! And so we made it four against two. And only then could we actually beat the damn game because the AI was too darn good. The guys who actually write the game weren't really that good at the game. And I used to think about that all the time, is that whenever I go play it with Blizzard, these guys, although they're really good at writing these games and making these games, they weren't that good at playing those games. Obviously, this was a very long time ago, and I don't know if that's still the case. But when it comes to role-playing games, I usually find it's the opposite, is that the people who play the games and write the games are some of the best at playing them. They're the best at knowing the rules, obviously. They're the best at actually doing accents, at going into really strange, funky characters, to doing things out of the box. I have almost never been disappointed when I'm playing with people in the industry. They're very free with their emotions and very free with their role-playing, which is quite relaxing when you're playing with them because then you too can just be all-out goofy. And when you hear how much Eric gets into his character, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. But this was, this was a real treat. I mean, Eric is a friend, of course, and I talked to him quite a bit in general, but then also even playing with him was just another added bonus. So hopefully everyone enjoys this episode, and as I said, we'll probably finish this up in two more episodes. So it will be this week and the next two episodes, and then this one will be done, and then we'll get to the next adventure, which, well, will probably be the next Eric Mona adventure, the one from PaisoCon. So you get two Eric Mona adventures, one right after another. Some real quick show notes. Don't forget, check out our Patreon. If you do five bucks, you can listen to all the episodes early. If you do ten, you can actually watch us every week. You can see us way ahead of the curve. We're way further ahead when it comes to Black Lodge, which we play every Monday, more or less. And obviously, the Circus Adventure, we're way ahead of the podcast on that, by the way. Like, way, way ahead. And that's almost every Sunday night, so you can watch us and listen to us and talk to us live Every week, $10 a month, that's all you need to do. And if you want to play games or get a free t-shirt, just go to our Discord channel. Just go to discord.rollforcombat.com. You get to level 10, you get a free t-shirt. I'm about to add a whole bunch of new t-shirts. I need to add t-shirts for all the Pathfinder games and all the Black Lodge characters. I just got yelled at yesterday by all the players that why their t-shirts aren't up on the site. And they're right, I need to do that. So I'm going to do that very soon and you'll be able to order those as well. But with that, let's get to this week's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to Rule for Combat, Tales from the Black Lodge. And today we have a very special episode. Instead of doing a full society game, we're going to do a quest. A quest which only takes one episode, from beginning to end. And in this quest, we're going to find out what our characters are made of, how stout they are, how much they can handle their booze, because we are going in a Port Peril pub crawl. But before we do that, we have to introduce who we have here tonight. First up, Mr. Peepers, John Stats. Hey guys, my name is John Stats, and I'm playing Mr. Peepers, a level two now, Halfling Thief. Uh, Mr. Peepers has earned the reputation of finding trouble where there shouldn't be any. As someone with no sense of self-preservation, he's been the sole survivor to several expeditions and leaves a legacy of unfinished business and forgotten quests. He is happiest when starting over with a clean slate. And Mr. Peepers also is collecting a set of tattoos of all the rune lords up and down his body. He started with the most beautiful one, Belmarius, of course. Next up is Nella, Jason McDonald. Yeah, hi. Uh, this is Jason McDonald. I play Nella Amberleaf, a half-elf druid of the uh, Wild Shape school. Um, however, the Wild Shape is still a work in progress, so I mostly like throw fire at things and hit it with a stick. And since Steve said this adventure was a pub crawl, I went and got myself the first beer of the evening. 
Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. It's like real sound effects and everything. Next up, we have Thorgrim the Lion. Thorgrim the Lion. Or Thorgrim the Stout Brew. Dwarven champion, Iomade. Thorgrim is a a devout worshiper of Iomade. Is now level two. And uh, sees his role as the protector of the group. uh, Has saved all of their lives many times and uh now is sporting some brand new full plate and wielding his trusty trident as he likes to do uh, looking forward to some downtime at a pub crawl that's it next up we have the sneaky sneaky goblin will the goblin actually get into melee will the goblin actually take damage we're gonna find out this week as seth lipton with nick snock Hi, it is Seth Lipton of Asphestrous Feli on the social media. I'm playing Nyx Knox, who is not actually a goblin. It's in fact a wizard's creation made from elemental fire to have the appearance in all manner of being a goblin. Uh, he sneaks in the shadows and he is true neutral, which means he is lawful good to his allies, chaotic evil to his enemies. And uh, He's now level two. His 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 abilities have enhanced. He can now detect magic at will, uh, as well as read the auras. And uh, the lightning from his eyes can now be extended at distance through his hands. And last but not least, special guest star Eric Mona. He actually uh, he gave me his character. I looked at the number, and the number is two, two. I'm like 18,000. He's two. It's so crazy Number to two. see that. You are a two, but you're not a one, but you're close enough. No, I let I let the guy who co-founded the campaign have number one as a management ploy. He doesn't work for Paizo anymore, so. Oh, yeah. well, anyhow, we have, uh, is this your first Pathfinder Society 2 character? This is, this is my first official second edition Pathfinder Society uh, session. Yes. Yes. Wow. I'm, I'm honored and I've been terrified. a busy boy. Terrified. Yeah, me too. That makes two of us, Steven. <laughs> so what are you playing today? Everyone else is level two. You're level one. So level one. To, yes. You're going to have I'm to playing a rookie. I'm, I'm prepared. I'm playing a rookie uh, adventurer named Vortaris. And I think we'll find out more about him as, uh, as play commences. Nice. Mm. Sounds like a tank. All right, that's good. Yeah, he he's yes. wearing absolutely nothing that looks tankish whatsoever. I'm just warning you. <laughs> so, before we get into the adventure, uh, one thing that happened as of last time is that everyone leveled up to level two, and I wanted to know if anyone wanted to quickly just explain to the listening crowd anything different that you wanted to share with everyone. Uh, I don't know if you want to go in the same order, John. Yeah, I'll, I'll start I to say, if you, Mr. Peepers, you can explain or feel free to share whatever you want. Yeah, okay, so Mr. Peepers has a plus 10 to initiative with uh, by using uh, deception. He has become a expert in deception, so he has another plus four, uh, plus he's level two, so... That's a cool little thing that I always love. I like to go first in initiative. And, oh, I happen to tack on, tack on a couple things. Um, Nimble Dodge. Now, Steve may correct me. This almost looks too good to be true. Nimble Dodge is a reaction that seems to be a reaction to any time I'm attacked by something that I can see. I'll be plus two to my armor class. So, Steve, unless... You can correct me, or, or you usually set me straight on these things. Is that right? Am I am I going to get a plus two to pretty much everything as a reaction? That it's not I can as see? no, no. It's not okay. as good as you think it is. This is how. It okay, works. <laughs> all right, here it goes. Uh, okay, yeah. Well, because you know, here comes the, the nerf. Here's the yeah, nerf. Here, no, here comes the, the nerf. Yeah. It, well, Rob Tremarco had it, so I know it very well. Is okay. that nimble dodge? Is when a target attacks you and you see him. Before right. the attack is rolled, you must tell me that you nimble dodge. And you only get to use it against one attack for the entire round. Okay, that's that sounds and, fair. And if you do it, you get a plus two to your AC. So if he attacks you once, you say, I'm nimble dodging now. So you get plus two to that attack. But then the next two attacks, 
yeah. you don't get it. Okay. And it uses up your reaction. Now, like a lot that. of people... Yeah. yeah, this is actually very... Uh, That's a cool little minigame, actually. It's I mean, a minigame, but most people get this wrong. Almost 99% of the people think you do it after you're attacked. The letter of the law is before you're attacked, you have to declare it. And that is, quote, the nerf that people feel is unfair, but that's the rules. No, right, I mean, Eric Mona? That actually makes perfect sense because it's a decision that I'm making that may or may pan out. I mean, it's too deterministic if it's you choose yeah, totally. after the fact. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. In uh, fact, and, yeah, we did it after the fact, halfway through Plague Stone until we learned that. Because it was like, oh, I roll, if he had a 20 AC and I roll 21, he's like, oh, I use Nimble Dodge and I get out of the way. So. Yeah, and then he would just wait. Kinda... He would just he just kept holding it until it happened. So now yeah, it's not as good. Whatever. There's no risk then. So uh, yeah. I like that. I still love the ability. I like that. Okay, so then I'm an underwater marauder, which is a, I'm not flat-footed in the water. And I, there's hmm. no penalties for using bludgeoning or slashing weapons, which I use uh, short swords. So that's that's uh, Mr. Peepers' upgrade to level two. Cool. What about Nella? Can Nella transform into like a gigantic dragon now? Boy, you're just gonna rub some salt in those woods. Kind of no, form uh, of an icicle. Wild shape still pretty much does the same thing since it's level of the spell, not level of the character. I don't get anything interesting with wild shape until third level. At that point, it becomes the second level spell, and I can turn into cool, cooler stuff. Uh, this level, I get. Uh, let's see. The major highlights are I add uh, Featherfall to my spell repertoire. So after Mr. Peeper's adventure with the uh, pit last time, I figured that might be a good thing to have. Um, I took the Poison Resistance feat, which gives me a plus on saves against poison. And that will never come up. Uh, well, it's you know, a, it's always. <laughs> I, I think I was hor I think I was horrified by what was going on in the Three Ring Adventure, and so I decided to take the. Uh, oh, you have no idea. Better say you have a pub crawl adventure. I think that's that might true. Be very that oh my help god, help with alcohol. you might find. And then uh, for the general feat, I took battle medicine. Since I'm already sort of skewing as one of the healers in the party, I figured I'd take battle medicine so I could do it in combat. Okay, you do need to buy a healing kit, by the way. I meant to tell. No, you. I, I I bought that as well. Oh, okay. I bought that last. I actually bought that. Oh, last that's adventure, right. You did. So I already have it. That's right. And we found out last adventure that Mister Peepers also has battle medicine, although it took him three adventures to figure it out. But what are you yeah. talking no, no, about? We, we do that. That's so not we true. I I, I spent, oh, I spent hero no, points. No, no, no. I spent hero points to reroll. No, I've always had the. I've spent hero points to use battle medals medicine. I believe, unless that's a false memory planted in. I don't no, know. No, 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 it's true. I, yeah. I actually got rid of Battle of Medicine because yeah. you were so much better at that than I was. Oh, that's right. That's right. Thorgrim, anything new? Thorgrim, other got, than you yeah, are just big and tanky. Big and tanky. Um, also, as a feat, took the Hefty Hauler. So that increases my bulk because now I'm wearing full plate and it's really bulky, and but really good. Uh, also, um, as my other thing, I guess it's a feat you would call it, I took a multi-class into Cleric. So now I'm getting more in touch with my religious side and becoming more cleric -y, so I got a couple of, of new cantrips. Um, kind of useful ones. Well, one's Shield, which is, you know, looking at it, it's decent, but it's you can only really use it once every 10 minutes. And the other one is Message, which is good for uh, communicating in the heat of battle. Uh, so a couple of useful cantrips, and um, and that's more or less it. I, I also took oh part of getting uh, multi-class was getting two new skills tra trained, and one of them now is medicine also because it seems extremely useful. And I did buy a kit as well. So if anyone wants to borrow that, let me know. Yeah, it seems like everyone everyone is becoming skilled with medicine. It's a every, good skill. And every one of my it's games. Very, it's, oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it's actually something that I really like about. Uh, about the new system that uh, it's not all just magical healing takes care of everything. Like there is actual conventional healing that matters and, and you get status effects and it's all very, it's all very visceral. You know, it's like, it's all very story driven. Like you have an actual wound that you have to worry about. It's great. I like it a lot. Yeah, it is yes. cool. And then, and he also took um, acrobatics just because he's so lumbering that he wanted to be a little more wow. offset. That a little bit. You're wearing full plate acrobatics. Full plate and shield. And shield. <laughs> 
This yeah. should be fun. I'm thinking about getting a tower shield actually next. Right? Oh god. You know, wow. and for those of you at home, his AC is actually 18, but Chris is so paranoid he already made his AC 20 because he Yeah, I changed it to I corrected it to 20 and it will go well, to 22. Well, that's with the shield. That's with the shield. No, no, with 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 the shield is 22. Oh, really? Mine's 11. Oh. Yes. Wow. My AC is 11. Wow. 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 AC 11 is... Does your character have a big red bullseye on it or something like that? Not yet. <laughs> hit, 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 Eric, hit Eric Mono with steak. <laughs> yeah, the big heart, you know, bullseye thing on. Hey, it's, I'm first level, you guys. Be gentle. That's true. Oh, Does Nick Knox... I think Nick Knox shared, shared what he did. Just yeah, pretty yeah, pretty much. It's a superpowers. Uh, uh, yeah, it's like magic. A meta, like meta magic reach spell. So I can spend an action to extend things thirty feet. So if it's a touch spell, now it's a thirty foot spell. If it's a if it's a thirty foot spell, now it's a sixty foot spell. There is one thing that I'm not sure about though, because it doesn't work with three action spells. But for but I also have heal, which could be a one, two, or three action spell. So does that mean that when I'm using it as a two action application? I can get the extra 30 feet, but I cannot use the, uh, obviously, because I don't have four actions. I can't use it with the three, or, is it, or does it mean it's not good at all for the spell, period? Well, if you use reach, it's a, you basically use an action, and then you can do whatever you want. You have two actions left. So it's whatever you want with two, two actions. So it, it would make that spell go further for the one or two action heal, but that's it. it okay, good. You can't use the three action heal and reach at the same time so so all of that is going in my character theme of phoning in the healing and the damage as much as possible while staying as far away from away from everything as possible oh i like it harris joined a mighty fine group here i i I tell you that just hang out with me hang out with me that's true that's true nick's Knox. i got through i got through two adventures not taking a point of damage it's just nice yeah, he, he, he's hanging out on the back doing parlor tricks, hiding. He's always trying to stay out of the action. But this week, we shall see. Yeah, Mama Millicent isn't with us anymore. So That's right. That's right. Those 30 no more super points, tanks. turns, you know. Yeah. Not yeah, going to have long, it anymore. We're just stuck with Thorgrim now. Tana of Doom. Thorgrim. Can we at least uh, chip in and buy Thorgrim a Katana? Just... Oh, That'd be awesome. I, that katana, I like his trident. The trident is great. I like a trident. Trident's and great. the cobalt liked his trident too. I especially yeah. like when he throws his trident away and the enemy picks it up and then uses it back on him. That <laughs> was really fun. That was for me. Anyhow, so with that, you are on another ship. You're always on a ship. I don't know why. There's a lot of water in Pathfinder Society. And this is right after your last adventure where you were coming from Absalom and you are on the ship, the glorious payoff. So with a splash of salt that crashes over the bow of the glorious payoff, you see the captain, Calistro Benari, definitely steering her ship through a hidden channel, carefully navigating through the barely visible rock and coral that protrudes slightly from the water's surface. Behind the payoff, you see a slightly smaller ship, the Sea Sparkle, following, making every effort to follow Benari's course as closely as possible. And off to the port hull, the deep green of the Gunari coast is illuminated by the late afternoon sun. She looks at you all and says, I see them goals. She shouts over the flapping of the sails. That's the sandbar we'll be dropping you off at. Barely sticks up over the waves, but the seabirds flock to it to feast on crab. And uh, as I explained earlier, uh, you might have known that as Sir, Sir Gava needs explorers to chart the trade routes to the south that they couldn't use back when it was ruled by Cheliacs. It's a simple bit of adventuring, but the new nation's been having a real hard time with the free captains of late. Turns out when uh, Vendaren broke free of Cheliacs, the locals stopped paying the pirates' protection money. Now they're the number one plunder target of the Shackles. What's more, the pirates have set up a blockade preventing our ships from making it down to assist. But thankfully, we've got someone on the inside, 
Stella Thane, a free captain with ties to the Firebrands and the Pirate Council. She's been in contact with the Society, and they have put together a fairly clever plan to help out the Society ships pass through the Pirates' blockades. Wind and the waves willing, the payoff and the sparkle can sail through the blockade no problem. While we're doing that, I've arranged transport for you to Port Peril to meet with Thane and get her to sign this contract before making the whole thing official. She may be a pirate, but she's the kind that holds to her word. You'll need to avoid drawing too much attention until after the deed's done. Once she's signed the contract with her friends in the Pirate Council, we'll ratify it and there won't be much the lesser captains can do. But be careful, though. Anyone looking to put a stop to this need only to ensure that the contract never gets signed. So a quick recap is that you have been on the ship and you've been tasked to do a very small errand on your way back to the Black Lodge, which is to quickly meet with this sea captain, have her sign this document and bring it back. And with that, they should be able to get past the blockade and the Pathfinders will be able to continue going through the um, Pirate Lands. So it's a very simple bit of adventuring. Just go in, meet with her, get her to sign it, go out. That's it. Simple as can be. So much red tape. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Nothing could go wrong. She looks at you and says... Uh, you have any questions for me before I drop you off at the uh, at the sand barge over there? Uh, what is this sand barge? What is that? Yeah, what is that? Is that a, is that a bar? Is that a real sand barge? Or... Yeah, yeah, look over there. So you look over, and you see nothing but ocean. It's ocean for miles in every direction. And way off in the distance, you can see just a little teeny tiny of land. And the only thing that you see is there's like seagulls they look like they're standing on the ocean and she's like right there you can't actually see it it's probably like a couple inches below the water but don't worry it's there it's there we can't get there so just just jump off the side swim a couple hundred feet to the sand barge and then wait for your pickup okay All right, mr Pippers jumps in the water and he starts swimming I, I made a fire. I don't swim. I I, 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 need, I need a dinghy. I need, I need a boat. Yeah, Thorgrim's looking at that water <laughs> and wondering, the water. <laughs> wondering how this playbell will handle him jumping in the water and sinking to the bottom. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, no, 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 not my problem. She's looking around. She's like, well, and she finds a, an oar. She's like, I got a spare oar here. She hands it to Nick's Knox. Like, you can use this as, like, you know, uh, a little raft, and you can kick on over. But sorry, that, that's all I got. So we've done this before. We have prior experience. Can, can I look at? Can I look at the garbage that they have on the like the useless elements that they might have lying around the uh, the deck, and uh, pull the same, make a barrel into a bolt boat thing that we did last episode. That took eight hours, and you're expected tonight, and it's already sunset. Well, I don't want to afternoon. make it very seaworthy. I want to make like essentially a raft, like a, like an emergency flotation device. Well, I, I asked I asked our newcomer Vortaris. Do you, you you seem like you have magical aptitude. Maybe you could weave a mist that would allow us to cross this water without having to swim. Um, and when his name is invoked, you see a hooded figure. He's got uh, he's sort of stooped over. He's holding what's cl clearly like an old shepherd's crook, and it looks like uh, it's it, 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 it's a used shepherd's crook. Like it's got all kinds of notches in it and stuff. Looks like he picked it up maybe secondhand. <laughs> and he's quite old. And he he pulls back his hood, and he reveals like a completely bald head, and there's like some scars on his face. And like part of his left ear is missing, and he holds up a, a a wizened, sort of curled up old arthritic hand that's missing two of the fingers on the left hand, and puts it up to his <laughs> his ear and says, uh, "Speak more slowly, please." And you see, he's like he looks like he's about eighty five years old. He's like a human. Uh, he looks like a like a almost like a, a bandageless mummy. He's so old and skinny. <laughs> nice. 
And he and he says, <laughs> "I cast a mist spell." No, I'm afraid I cannot do that. No. Oh, uh, mm. yeah. Thurgood's like, hmm. I'm not so sure about this guy, but so he does speak in a louder, more deliberate voice, saying, "Uh, well, they want us to jump in the water and swim. Are you going to be able to handle that?" I have spent six decades assiduously avoiding the water. <laughs> I am not certain I can swim. It has been many years since my last attempt. I suppose I can try. This is the life of adventure. After all, I have been preparing for this for some time. Yes. And he kind of walks up to the edge of the boat and puts his claw-like talons on the edge of the <laughs> rail and sort of looks out to the sand dune and he squints and he looks further and then he turns back and he says, quite some distance. And you can see a little bit of uncertainty on his wizened old wrinkled face. Yes, that's what, that is my concern. But I've got an idea. I've got a plan. Um, <sighs> Nick Knox, you have an oar, yes? Uh, Nick Knox. Uh, th this new member of our party uh, reminds Nick Sox, uh, before he even got to the punchline on this, it, 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 he reminds Nick Sox very strongly of the wizard that created him and that kept him as a pet for a number of years. And so he immediately had an affinity toward him. And now that, yeah. now that, now that he's actually going to, like thinking that he's going to actually be able to jump in the water and do it, this has uh, encouraged Nick Sox unexpectedly to actually take, to literally take the plunge and try. Uh, so he's gonna. So you just scoot up over the deck. So so he so he he like he's he he's incredibly uh, trepidatious of this entire adventure, uh, more so than any of the and more so than the devil he fought. <laughs> uh, and, but he he holds on to the oar. Uh, he holds on to the oar uh, as like a security blanket and uh, wait next uh, wait, appro wait. Approach approaches uh, to to the side of, of the of the I, old I say, brave Nick, man Nick. who will who who will face the the devil seas. Yes, I, I think that if I can hold on to this oar, if you guys want to hold on, I can maybe drag you. I could try. Well, he, uh, he, Nick Knox immediately looks to the old man for uh, for what he's going to say about that. Uh, are you over the edge, Nick Knox, or are you still? No, no, no. He's, he's like by your side. He's like. I see. I see. I say yes. Well, we must be very careful indeed. Uh, I'm not certain I am able to swim such a vast distance, but holding on to an oar and a companion should be the assistance that I require. And Nick, and Nick Knox, I think. Yeah, when Nick, when, yeah, when Nick Knox hears that, he like he he furtively nods his assent and uh, uh, holds up the oar so the old man can take it, and so the other end is where oh. Thorgrim can take it. All right, uh, uh, Vortaris grabs the oar in one hand. He's got his shepherd's crook with the other. All right, mm -hmm. and this and Thorgrim will completely stow all of his gear, so it's all like not going to fall out into the water. Um, and I guess go into the water. Let's do it. Wow. And Nella. Nella. Right, Nick Knox says, wait, 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 wait. He's, he stops one second. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, and Nick Knox casts a, weaves a, weaves a spell, casts a spell. Uh, yeah. He casts press digitation and is attempting to use that magic to, even though we're going to be in the water, to keep himself and his companion in his clothing dry. Nice. Very interesting. Um, uh, Vortaris will walk up to the edge and, and, put his staff on a little holder on the back, on his back, and then he'll hold up the oar and just sort of look, shrug, and just drop it in, down toward you guys. Ah! Down right. goes the oar. Into the water? Uh, yeah. Okay, good. Alright, um, I say, Nella, you have, you can transform into a sea creature, yes? I actually don't think I am able to do sea creatures. I don't think there are any in my current repertoire. How about a bug? Yeah, you could do fish. Well, fish. Yeah, you uh, did fish before. Well, I mean, I was looking at the rules and I didn't see fish or swim speeds listed. Steve? Well, let's see. 
you can turn into a tiny animal, such as a cat. Okay, if I can, if you're if you're allowing me to turn into a tiny fish, I'm gonna turn into a fish. Just you can turn. I believe you can turn. I was thinking the same thing. You could turn into a fish and just, uh, or better yet, maybe you could turn into a larger fish and they can ride you to the sandbar. <laughs> you should be a duck. You don't even need to go in the water. Yeah, that's I mean. even better. Be a duck. Yes. Just, just, just to back up, Steve, you I, you said 100 feet away, uh, or was it 100 yards? Couple a hundred feet. Couple hundred feet. Couple hundred. Okay. So that's basically yeah. an Olympic yeah. size swimming pool. So we're not that's even not talking terrible. a big, yeah, it's not even a big river. So. All right, it's All it's right. time it's time for mallard jutsu. So Speak for yourselves, it seems challenging enough. Nella turns into a duck and starts swimming, and Thorgrim jumps in the water. Uh, uh, Vortaris takes his hands and looks as if he's about to make a somatic component, but instead clutches his hands inside and cracks his fingers. Reaches on to the side rail, slowly lifts one of his legs kind of fails the first time and then with a second grasp of air pulls his leg up over the the edge of the rail and then just kind of lowers himself down on the other side full body extension <laughs> slowly and you see his arms are shaking steady now he, steady and then he lets go and just falls down like a rocket into the water <laughs> feet first right next to the boat splash nice. Nyx knocks with a heavy sigh, get, uh, gets onto the railing of the boat backwards, so his back is facing their direction and facing the water, covers his face, pulls himself into as small as ball as possible, as though he was an ember trying to survive a plunge into the water, and falls backwards into the into the sea. <laughs> the oar, man! Give me the oar! I do not... I'm sinking like a rock! Uh, I, yeah, I, I give oh, I give, give me I the, the oar! Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> take this oar! Take this oar! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I yes. push the oar towards him to hold on to this. Oh, uh, I've got it. I'll pull I you along. It. I'll pull you along. Ah. Ah. All right, and I will. I'll Nick, like go in Nick, front. Nick stops desperately, reaches out for a bit of the old man's piece of war <laughs> as a chain. No. A chain. Do not disrobe me, please. <laughs> oh. I'll I'll attempt to to swim and pull them. Tow Here's them. the good news. Here's the good news. Um, the water's very calm, and although it's a little deep here, you can see why the ship couldn't get there, because very quickly, you know, within just a couple of feet, you can see that it gets very shallow very quickly, and you can almost walk on it if you wanted to. The whole area is walkable. It's, it's only like maybe four or five feet deep very quickly, so this oh. is why the ship had to make you jump off. Uh, this is an adventuring victory, my companions. The water is not deep at all, for I can stand. Well, I'm pretty short, so I can't. Oh, well, Being just a hold your nose up above the water. That's the trick we used to use. All right, so let's move in that direction. Nixax will move from the robes to the oar, and hopefully somebody's still pulling the oar. I'm, I'm pulling the oar. I'm pretty strong, actually. I mean, I'm, I got good athletics. I'm good. Smart. I'm looking for small pieces of bread right now. mr peepers right now is so stoked that he took underwater marauder like that oh my god just like so freaking stoked knowing i gotta kill something gotta kill something here because something's gonna happen you're like hunching over just to stay more underwater as the thing gets more and more shallow (laughs) yeah i'm a halfling like you can't really tell how deep the water is because you know i'm just like kind of poking my head out do we have a double spook where we see some shadow underneath the water and we think is a monster coming to attack us and then you arise? Yeah. A monster would be quite enjoyable. Eventually you go to the area containing the seagulls and sure enough it is a sandbar, although it is maybe an inch or two below the water. It's, it's so low that you're not actually even above the water. But it's it's large enough that you can all stand on it, and you should be able to see the new screen in a second. I'm not sure why it's not showing the new screen. Do you see the? We see a, a white. A white. I see uh, it. Thing. Yeah, the ship doesn't actually show up. It's a big gray spot. It's a sea cucumber. Well, that little area—that's the sandbar that you. See. Oh, I, I thought it was the ship. 
No, that's uh, that's 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 it. That's so all I'm you got. A, I'm, I'm now on the sandbar. <laughs> You're all in the sandbar. It's 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 uh yeah. You see the ship that dropped you off sail off into the distance, and you look mm. around. And you realize, wow, we just jumped in the middle of the ocean in the middle of nowhere. It's getting dark out, and we uh, have seagulls as companions and each other. And you hope someone is going to pick you up. Yeah. They, go. yeah. they will or they won't. Uh, I'm searching for secret doors right now. Wow. I'm trying to, I'm trying to climb out of the water onto Thorgrim. Uh, you don't want to be anywhere on the water. There's water <laughs> everywhere. That's the problem. What a strange port of call. Yes. This is uh, most, so, Mr. Peepers. Mr. Peepers is looking around. He's looking for buried treasure. He's looking for buried treasure. And guess what? Mr. Peepers finds buried treasure. Does he really? Oh my barely, God. barely wow. in the sandbar, you notice a corner of a wooden crate. Wow. Oh. Mr. Peepers comes through again. Oh yeah. my gosh. Wow. I, uh, I alert the, uh, the stronger members of the uh, group. Hey, crate here. Crate. Crate. Need help. Need help. I'm a little short here. Right. Uh, it's not my forte. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a crate. And you can just see like the corner sticking out. It's going to definitely take some effort to both get it unburied plus, well, probably opening it. So who I use is, my crowbar and who is the strongest of you all? Is certainly think... not me. Thorgrim. <laughs> Thorgrim the stout Okay. Yeah, you can you you dig it up and yeah, it looks like it's a crate. It's really well designed, airtight. You could definitely open it with a crowbar if you want to force it open. You just give me an athletics check. Can you pick it though? Could you use I say uh, There's nothing to pick. It's oh. just a crate. There's there's just no actual lock on it. It's just Okay, so it's, so it's unlocked or it's a crate. I'd rather not break it. I'd rather not break. I know it's a crate. Okay, so I, I crowbar it. There's no open. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, that's yeah, how you open it. Fine. You open it by. Core. It's like nailed shut or something, right? Yeah, totally nailed shut. Athletics check to see if you don't destroy what's inside. It is like buried pirate treasure. <laughs> I have read many volumes about buried pirate treasure, and finally here we oh are my on the precipice of a treasure of our own. Of course, I roll a fucking one. Thorgrim oh, rolls a natural one. <laughs> Plus eight, of, though. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You rolled a one. That's a critical okay. failure. Oh, Mr. Peepers is hoping it's going to be crackers. Oops. <laughs> it's going to be class or something. Oh, God. Okay, well. So what's the result of his meddling? I mean, can a, a nine possibly a critical failure? Probably, maybe. No, it doesn't matter. If you roll a natural one, it's, it's a, a natural fail. one. Even on skill checks, really? A yeah. nine would have had to be a success, at which point the natural one would have downgraded it to a failure. Yes. Yeah. Everything, everything can be a success or critical success or such. Well, you can't everything. blame me that the water is loosen my grip. Is uh-huh. 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 Well, you do it. And you hear you hear something break inside as he slips and the crate goes flying down the sandbar and you hear you hear some glass and you think you see the liquid coming out of the oh. give it another try. Let's give Let's it another try. Mr. The old, the old you, try. Put your back into it this time. Oh, Thorgrim, you're so wrong. We can blame you. We actually can. We really, really can. Perhaps you should pray to Iomide to help. <laughs> ah, I did. I said, I said a silent prayer this time. You Let's did. hope it works. 27. Yes. You're rolling 19. Critical yeah. success. Could, could yeah. your prayer be heard over the broken glass? Uh, it actually wasn't a critical success. 27 is not critical success. That's how hard it was to open. You actually uh, wow. yep. needed a 20 to open it, so you did not get it. But you do open it up, and inside the broken glass and obviously sticky liqueur, you find one bottle left. That was not destroyed by Thorgrim's stubby fingers. 
and slippery, slippery grip. crowbar. What? What? That's what is? How many bottles? Bottle of, of what? Is it? Is there a label on it? Is there any type of type of marking on it? Give it here! 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 Give it! 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 Okay, so it you could have it to be a bottle of rum stamped <gasps> with a stylized dragon turtle. It is truly pirate treasure. All right, so so Nick Knox evaluates it, and it is not a potion. It's in fact a uh, super nice rum. Correct rum. It is rum, but do you have alcohol lore? Detect magic. I, I, I hand it, it back. It's not it magical. Potion. It is not a magical. May I? May I? Yes, Vataris. I, I will grab it and, and kind of hold it up into the sun so that the sunlight shines through the glass and just kind of try and see if there's, you know, basically gross stuff in the bottle or if it, you know, just kind of just trying to evaluate it. I don't really have any particular skills. Just taking a closer look. Is there a label, for example? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't know what it's called. It just seems to have a stylized dragon turtle. There's no writing on it. So maybe someone who knows more about alcohol would know what this is. I'm and afraid I do not know about alcohol. It looks... I have not drank a drip in 60 years. <laughs> the, the seal is intact, and it looks to be a little sticky. Um, oh, by the way, when you do detect magic, it turns out that the other items that Thorgrim broke were magic. So I'm just letting you know. Oops. Oh. <laughs> Oops. Oh. And they were liquid. They were liquid. It was like, yes. How many things yep. does it look like I broke? Uh, several, several okay. dirty, mm -hmm. cracked bottles. There you go. Good job. Yes. Well, I think they were already Easy go. <laughs> exactly. That was a good attitude. I think these were already broken. I think they. they were oh <laughs> man! I only day be praised that we have found but one bottle at least. Yes. I, I, I think that we should sample it. I do not drink. The last time I drank alcohol, bad things occurred. They cannot be allowed to occur again. Besides, <laughs> I swore to myself. Mr. Papers is, yeah, pop it open. We got time. What are we going to do here? I mean, yeah. if you're at the so, bus so, stop, you might so as well I'll take be it, drunk. Right, I'll take it back from Vortaris. I'll open it up, and I will smell it. Smell like any seawater creeped in. Wow. Um, no. Uh, you smell it, and it's definitely a high-end liqueur. It smells quite delicious, fragrant. I take a, I take a, I take a nice big slug of that. Nice. Wow. Okay. Pass it you, around. Uh, Don't give me, it. give me a fortitude <laughs> save. Oops. <laughs> Nineteen. You're fine. You take a big swig, and it goes down smooth. Powerful, I pass it around. Pungent. I pass it to Mister Peepers. And as an actor, papers not unlike old tar in a way. It tastes like old tar. A little bit. I'm like, mm, I'm not sure. Mr. Right. Does it taste like it's wrong? Oh Does yeah, Mister Peepers is uh, going to uh, take a swig. All right, give me a fort. Give me a fort save. Ooh, Mister Peepers Oopsie. with an eight. You uh, you take a swig, and you start sputtering and. Coughing up the drink, you can't handle your liquor. It's way too. <laughs> you know, All right, that's, like, that's like, Mr. Peepers. <laughs> like, oh, it burns. Chest, it burns the throat. It burns. It burns. I tell you, to Mr. Peepers, it tastes like fire water. Fire water. Yes, please, please, hand it here. Nick Stocks. Nick uses press the digitation to to manifest a shot glass, pours himself a shot, hands the bottle over to, to, to Nella, uses produce flame to make it a flaming shot, and takes a shot. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> is, the, is, is Nella still a duck? Does the duck drink? Like, that would be uh, ducks do drink alcohol if you've That's seen true. Season Actually, season of The Wire. Yeah, they do. Yeah, you know, I think there's a joke in here somewhere, uh, bringing a duck to a bar, right? Somewhere? That's uh, right. Nella's going to transform from a duck to a wet blanket and, and oh. observe that this isn't really the time or place to be getting loaded. Uh, I agree. Um, uh, time and we are We are kind of on the clock here, and we're supposed to be here to work. The time and place was 60 years ago in Absalom. <laughs> Bad decisions were made that day, my friends. Do not follow in Voltaris's footsteps. 
can't be any worse than the decision we made to swim out of the sandbar, though. <laughs> I know, I know. I know. It's like, it's like, it's like the first another ship comes by. <laughs> yes. First time Nick Knox has allowed water to touch his body to this extent in his entire life. He that that shot is welcome. <laughs> uh, you you drink it uh, with a seventeen fortitude save and you are fine. No Damn problem. Straight. Damn your straight. previous adventures, your quests, your lifelong pursuits with this Pathfinder society—they aren't the type to abandon their agents in the midst of a desolate no. sandbar, right? They. They will come for they us, will come. will they not? Yes. One, this one, is must, my, one must have faith. This is my first mission. Put your faith they in Aoma, Dad. They just like the, these jokes. I see. Yes, well. I will take another swing. Really? Okay. Mm. <laughs> Give me another fort save. It's very strong, Rob. Oh, 28. Uh... Mm. You, you barely feel it go down your throat. Oh, critical success. Ah, this you, is a, you this take, is like uh, milk. Yeah, it's like <laughs> milk to you, being a dwarf. It's like milk. Oh, mother's milk. Yes. <laughs> what are the effects of Mr. Peepers missing his fort save? He just hacked it up. You just couldn't handle it. You, like, just nothing bad. You just literally couldn't swallow it. All right, I'll take Mr. another, Peepers, I'll take another, another drink. I'll take another drink. I'll try another drink. I'm taking yes. another drink. Whiskey. Ah, oh, 20. Mr. Peepers gets the hang of it. He drinks it down. You know, no. it's also good after three or four, you know? If you drink too much, you risk becoming inebriated in a way that may not go over well with our venture captains. Or so I have read. Dick Sox, do you have a mint? I, 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 I produce a mint. <laughs> I thought it really? should help with that. Wow. Prestidigitation is very, very, very good cool. when it, com- when it yeah. comes to flavorful stuff that doesn't mean anything. It, it can do any of that. Okay, so a lot of the drink has been drunk because it was a very small bottle, and you uh, there's only a little bit left. If you want to spend the rest of your time putting it back, you can do that. One thing I want to mention is, because this is Pathfinder Society, using your swords and scrolls, I presume is everyone using their standards of... Uh, what is it? A uh, healing potion and potency crystal. As except for Eric, Eric Mona yes. is going to be using a anti anti plague. Anti plague. Wow. Yes. <laughs> sea voyages alarm me. It's <laughs> been on a boat for some sixty years. That's correct, Steve. Uh, healing potion. Okay. I so think I healing... still don't get anything. You don't There's get anything. A... Nope. Yeah. 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 Nope. Not yet. You are unwanted. And yes, Nella's going with the same standard kit. What about you, Chris? Yeah, healing potion. I think I do get two items, but we'll look at that later. Two different from two different lists. Maybe at level two, but this is it, it, you should be okay. Yeah, I'm good. I just have one healing potion. Okay. With that out of the way, it's getting dark. It's getting dark. <laughs> the sun is setting. Can we make? Can we make a fire with the remains? Can we get a fire going? But well, we're, we're, we're like ankle deep in, in the water. water. Yeah, we're we? ankle deep in water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are, now, are, are there moons on on this? Uh, on this? Uh, like, like if you get, if we could get the, if like, we get what's that the tide situation? Does it go up and down with the moon? Because I mean, you know, six hours at sea is a big difference in everywhere, well, pretty after, much. After a while, you actually do see, about an hour, you do see a boat coming your way. And everyone feels a lot better. Oh, so thank God. And uh, right around. Uh, delivered yet again. They're going to yeah. see us, too. Oh, God. They, aren't they <laughs> coming here for us? Yes. Not send yes. up a flare. Yep. So you see oh, a, small, a small <sighs> boat and it's being sailed by an elderly driver. Looks like an old dwarf. You can't tell if it's male or female. And the dwarf's like, Come on! Come on in! I came here to pick you up and bring you over to Port Peril. Let's go! Hurry up! Hurry up! Gotta get in before sunset. I'll help before Tara, or Taris get into the boat. because Yes! Yeah. Uh, lift me, lift me! Uh, I do. I lift him into the boat. 
I try and climb up the boat. Yeah, you can get you can get in. It's a it's a little it's a little high, but it's still a pretty small boat. And and let's bring the crate with the broken stuff, whatever, in the bottle. Sure, sure. And as you climb in, it's pretty small. The she goes on. She's like, I'm 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 Hellar, and she just starts moving around sacks of shellfish and crab traps to make room for you. It's really cramped, and. Uh, Think the only day you came along, it was going to be. We didn't. It's getting dark. I'm going to be on a sandbar. It's like She's I get not. in as best I can, and then immediately use press digitation to dry myself off. Oh, Nick Sox, dry me off too, please. Yeah, I do, but one I do thing so. is, there's just water everywhere. It's a boat in the middle of the ocean. It's really, it's really it's small, escape. and everything's wet. Everything's wet. There's no escape from water for Volteris. Sixty years I lived in a flooded prison, uh, building, and now <laughs> here there is water up to my knees again. Damn it all! Voltaris has a tale to tell, I think. After and it's always sixty years ago. I wonder what happened between fifty-nine to now. But the tech evil. <laughs> no, I'm not. A... No, I'm oh, pretty. Tell us, tell us your tale. Tell us your tale, old wise one. Well, it is a long tale that will be played out over an hour or so. But <laughs> I would say I have uh, decided to turn over a new leaf and start a life of adventure as a questing hero, just as I always wanted to be when I was a boy. And now I finally have my chance. And I have studied. And I am ready to accept my destiny. Do you, do you have do you have skills? Of course. I never would have passed my confirmation if I did not have skills. I am a wizard! Okay. The mighty wizard Vortalis the impatient stands before you. I am impatient because I have waited 60 long years to start my career. And now it begins in earnest here, off a sandbar. Better late than never, they say. Yes, that's my motto, exactly. Better late than never. All right, Captain, let's let's head to shore. We would like to get dry and warm. She, she, She says, well... Get comfortable. It's going to take a few hours to get to Port Perro. We should be there right after sundown. And uh, she starts the boat moving along. She brings up the sails. And um, yeah, you're in the middle of nowhere. You've got plenty of time to kill. Hello! Are you the captain of this vessel? She looks at you and says, yeah, that's right. I'm the captain. Oh, wait, hold on a second. And then she uh, just jumps overboard, leaving you all there. What? Wait, what? <laughs> Seriously? Just, yeah, she's like, just, just hold on a second. And she jumps overboard. You see her swimming, and she's like like swimming around, going underneath. What, 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 what are you doing? Detect magic. Get detect magic. Get back, detect on, magic. Get back detect on this magic. boat. She's like some kind of fish. Lard. And then like a, a minute later, she comes back up, and she has an oyster in her hand, and she's like, Sorry, I just I saw this, and she like definitely climbs up the side, <laughs> comes back to uh, you know. The... So she just pulled the pearl diver. She just did some pearl diver yeah. stuff. She didn't, she didn't like turn into uh, a mermaid or any kind yeah, of. Thing. No, okay, she just that. jumped off to the side <laughs> while in the middle of a sentence to go get a to get an oyster. So I thought I she t- was ditching us in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> I, was I, I, I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I turned to Thor- <laughs> I turned to Thorgrim and I say, "This woman is the strangest." Dwarf, I have ever met. Yes, I, 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 most dwarves don't don't have time for such nonsense. Let me see. All the I ones can... I ever knew, briefly, did their best to avoid the water. Yes. When did you know dwarves? Well, I've known many dwarves in my time. Shared space with them <laughs> for are... brief periods of time. They did not last long. I'm afraid most of my Time has been spent on the water or in it, and dwarves, they do not like the water, except mm. for this one. 
Yeah, Falar. Uh, we really, we really, we really, we really must be heading to port. We we don't have time for the nonsense. Yes, yes. We, we we're yeah. going to port. We're going to port. Why why don't you make your why don't you make yourself useful and uh, grab an oar and start rowing there, uh, dwarf? You look mighty strong wearing all that plate mail and stuff. Help so this out! Is a, help this out. is a big rowboat. There's no sails. All right, that's fine. I will start. Oh rowing. no, there's a sail. But it's 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 like going in and out because of the the you know the the wind is starting and stopping so you know they need she she definitely needs a little help and you're being sassed I, I will help That's <laughs> I will it. row <laughs> if you can do a, if you can beat a drum to some cadence I'll, I got I'll do it she's so yes yeah, so uh, er, and then after a few minutes she jumps off uh, the side again. <laughs> ah! <laughs> and, uh, and this time it's several minutes and she comes up and she's got a squid in her hand and does the boat keep moving up, yeah but she's pretty fast she's she seems to do this all the time seems like it's a cadence for her. rule of threes she gets eaten by a shark next time <laughs> could happen she's like don't uh, worry don't worry it's that way and she just like points in general how how clo- how far away are we Couple more hours. Don't worry. Don't worry. She, we're, she's almost a, there. She's, we're almost she's there. She's a PC in a video game RPG. Every time there's a flower, she plucks the flower. Every time there's any kind of component, she goes and gets it. Yep. Have any? Have any of you? Play Skyrim. Have any of you ever been to Port Peril before? Mm, never. No, 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 no. I don't believe so. No, no, no. no, no the name is somewhat concerning, don't you think? Peril. It's so perilous. It's named Peril. I oh yeah, that. port. It's right on the oh. edge of the water. That makes sense. We should be cautious. It's a port. Yes, yes, <laughs> we should be cautious. Yes. Is it actually perilous, or is it just sailors having a bit of yes humor? Tell, tell us about port Pearl. How shall we prepare ourselves for what is to come? Hello. <laughs> they don't call me for the patient for nothing <laughs> like all right all right so you don't know anything about the place you're going you know port peril it's you know the largest port in the shackles it's the de facto capital i mean uh, as long as you're into piracy and I've read seven products, you know it's huge i mean it's something like fifty thousand people something like that there's always a fight going on but you know the pirates have a pretty strong hold on it. Uh, I wouldn't worry too much. Uh, you should be able to hold your own. I wouldn't go around advertising your uh, pathfinders, though. That might not uh, go over so well. But you know, troublemakers are dealt with swiftly. This alarms me because it sounds like it may be a site of some temptation. Oh, yeah, this is nothing but temptation. Oh, no. Oh, Vortaris, is that a, a problem for you? Were you 60 well, years ago, were you tempted into something? Well, I find that carousing and drinking and the like can lead to long-term ramifications if one is not very prepared and careful. When you say so, long-term, do you mean like 60 years? Perhaps. <laughs> Maybe even for your whole life. Unless, <laughs> for some miraculous reason, the Primarch shall change and he decides to... Fr- things can change, but many things stay the same for a good long while, and one of those is living with your mistakes. So I would encourage each of you young people, when we get to this port peril, to... Think about the temptations before you, and if it will be worth paying what could be the ultimate prize. Young man, take a look at my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there's nothing wrong with a stout drink of brew now and again. So, But other than that, you're right. I will not be tempted by much else there. I'm a devout I right. will mind all of you to make sure that no one falls too astray. <laughs> yes. For the Pathfinders! Hello, are we there yet? <laughs> a few hours go by. You continuously hear the stories of Vorteris and his 
his life of woe, it sounds like. A, a very well-lived life, it sounds like. Nah, I'm, I'm piecing a it together. A scary <laughs> life, a scary life. But a life One thing that becomes life. very clear as he's talking, though, is that most of the things he knows, he's read from books. Very well-read, but not suspiciously not very experienced. Mm, he's literally book smart. I, I feel mm -hmm. as though he may have been in one place for a long period of time, a place that might have bars. That's just me. <laughs> bars are an opportunity for temptation. Or just a Don Quixote <laughs> vibe. Mm, yes, I read that book as well. Very long. Very long. But good. Funny in places. So, as the boat arrives in Port Peril at sunset... You drift into Crescent Harbor, where you see sailors disembarking for shore leave and singing rowdily as they work and get ready to go out into the nightlife. Hilar soon lands at a smaller dock to unload her catch and gestures at Fane's ship at one of the docks. And you see it's just there it is, the Risen Albatross. And it's a beautiful, gorgeous, huge ship. So you know that Fane is here somewhere. And she, sa she says, well, I know you're to meet Fane. She's somewhere here where the kids go nowadays. I have no idea where you'll find Fane. Maybe you want to go ask the harbor master. Might have an idea where he saw Fane head to. But I'll be back here in a few hours when I'm done unloading everything. So just wait for me if I'm not here, and then we'll go back to the sandbar, and mm. uh, you'll be picked up tomorrow morning, okay? Sounds good. All right. And so she goes off to go do her business, and you are at the port. You have to find Fane. What do you do? You've been listening to Roll for Combat, Tales from the Black Lodge. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us and play various games on our Discord channel at Discord.RollForCombat.com. been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember to attack the darkness. <laughs> <laughs>